welcome to the Buckeye Investor. I'm your host, Demonte Hester. Join me as we interview ordinary people who have accomplished extraordinary things for the good and bad and the ugly. We'll define what wealth means and how you can achieve it too. Lead the life you want to live. Create the legacy you'd be proud of. Learn the rules and play the game. Without further ado, let's jump in. So, welcome Austin to the Buckeye Investor Show. How are you doing today? Good, brother. Good. Appreciate you having me on. Not a problem, man. How's the family? It's good, man. Uh, you know, not seeing them as much with the whole COVID going on, but, uh, right. but everyone's, everyone's healthy, though. That's good. Blessed for sure. Business doing all right, too? For sure. Um, you know, there's a little, uh, everyone didn't know what was going to happen when all this hit the fan, but, uh, you know, there's opportunity in everything. So, you know, it might not be the same thing you're doing, but if you can tweak, if you can make some adjustments, you know, every, everything's good. So everything's uh, business-wise is doing well for us now. That's good, man. Good to hear it. So tell us, Dan, from a high level, what is it that you do? Yeah, uh, so a little bit of everything. No, it's fine. Um, so I like to say, we'll get into this later, but you always want to start a conversation. You always want to have a conversation starter. So when people ask me what I do, I say I make other people rich. So instantly they're like, well, what do you mean? What does that do? So I say I make other people rich, but uh, real estate investor, entrepreneur, um, you know, I do a little bit of everything in real estate, flip houses, build houses, wholesale houses, own some apartments, own some commercial buildings. Um, so a little bit of everything in real estate um, and then have a couple other businesses as well, like a data company, a e-commerce company, um, some affiliate stuff going on, um, real estate education company. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. Very busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So I'm just like interested, like, how do you manage your time? For sure. No, phenomenal question. Um, as far as time management goes, so I plan my week every week. So every Saturday or Sunday, um, you know, I'll sit down and I'll journal. So I journal every day. But, you know, as far as planning, I'll sit down every Saturday and Sunday um, and just kind of write out like, you know, goals for the week, big things I got to get done, um, you know, needle movers for different companies. Um, so I'll plan it out. So I know exactly what I got to get done during the week. Um, but as far as like executing, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't start day one, you know, with a bunch of different streams of income, you know, it's, hey, I'm going to I'm going to do real estate. And I spent all my time doing real estate and then grew the business and then started hiring other people. And, uh, you know, that's what allows you to go out and do new things um, is by leveraging. So, you know, I have, a, I have a great team here in the office on the real estate side of things. I um, mean, you know, I'm still in it, you know, a little bit day to day. But, um, you know, they're cranking. They're doing majority of the things. And then that's what's allowed me to go out and, you know, start doing the education and start starting the other types of companies. So um, what allows me to do is planning on the front end weekly for me, um, journaling. I try to every day um, just to have clarity and mindset for the day um, and then, you know, hiring the right people. So that's kind of what's, what's done it for me. That's awesome, man. So let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper then. How exactly did you get started? What was, uh, what was like that turning point for you where you were like, you know, I'm tired of, you know, the rat race. Let's go ahead and, you know, For sure. create a legacy. 100%. Uh, so my, my, my dream was to go to the NBA. It uh, didn't work. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in the NBA. But, um, you know, it taught me a lot of lessons along the way. Um, but when I was, I think, 19, um, completely fell out of love with the game of basketball. It was all I ever knew. Uh, started reading books. Um, I read the book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And uh, I was read that when I was 18 or 19. And uh, that's what changed it for me. You know, it changed my mindset on money. It opened me up to the opportunities that we as humans, uh, that all of us as humans have the opportunity to go out there and achieve. Um, so I fell in love, you know, with money. I wanted it. started reading a lot of books, um, read a lot on real estate, heard real estate was the way to go. You know, it creates the most millionaires ever. That's what everyone says. 
So I figured that was the way I was going to go. Uh, so I bought a duplex uh, for cash flow when I was 19 years old um, on Ohio State University's campus. And I still own that to this day. I make money on it every single month. Um, then I met a mentor of mine that taught me how to flip houses. I flipped my first house when I was 22, uh, made $103,000 net profit on my first deal ever. And, uh, you know, literally put every single penny back into the business. I didn't even buy a pair of sneakers. And, uh, you know, since then, over the last five and a half, six years, um, I flipped 200 houses. Um, I have 50 rental properties. I've started other businesses. Um, so that's kind of been the, the trajectory of, of the business and, and everything like Jeez, that. man. That's super impressive, though, especially to make, you know, 100K on your first flip. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not normal. <laughs> Not many people can uh, can accomplish that for sure. So that's that's awesome. Um, one thing that um, you mentioned too that I kind of want to touch on uh, is you said you you felt like real estate was like just the way to go. Like it made you know the most sense. You picked up your book and you know you got somewhat educated, got an edu- uh, got an idea of what exactly you needed to do. Um, like yep. as far as like mindset, especially, um, and then you took action. So, nah, it's. I mean, at, at the beginning, you know, I felt I was lost at a time. You know, I think all of us at a young age, um, you know, we feel lost. I don't know about you. But like I grew up like go to school, get a degree, go to college, sure. go, go get a job, work forever. I think that's what everybody in this lifetime, you know, is taught. The American dream. Uh, yeah, the dream. Right. Um, so I think that's what everyone's taught. And, you know, when you realize that's not what you want, you feel lost, you feel guilty, you feel in a place of um, unknown. And I was there, hundred percent. I was there, and uh, even so, I flipped that house. So I, I decided I, I found a mentor. From the time of finding the mentor and paying twenty five thousand dollars for a mentor to making money was a sixteen month period. So like, it wasn't just like, hey, I flipped the house, made a hundred grand. It was sixteen months of being dead ass broke, right. sleeping in my parents' house in the fucking basement, working valet sixty hours a week, going to school taking fifteen credit hours because I promised my mother I'd get my degree and starting a real estate business on the side. So I flipped that house, made 103 grand as a 22-year-old, and I continued working a full-time ballet job and continued going to college. You know, I didn't let that, like, offset me because I had bigger goals. Right. Then I flipped my second house, I made 40K, and I was like, all right, this works. Mom, I'm never graduating. A hey, job, I'm done. I'm not working again. Um, so, you know, as you go through that, like there's down times, you'll lose friends, there'll be some dark periods. But once you start seeing success, that's the coolest feeling, feeling in the world because you know that actually paid off. Right. And there was a process to it, right? So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You definitely went through through the journey for sure. Um, so my next question then is, uh, what was life like for you before real estate investing? Like before, uh, like we, we obviously see like you caught the bug pretty early on, but kind of what was your mindset before that? Um, so like, I always liked money. Like I always hustled. So like I would flip candy in high school. Um, I would make Buckeye necklaces. I'd pay my friends a dollar to make them. I'd go out and sell them for $5. So like I always had like the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, but you know, outside of that, my goal was to always go to the NBA. Like I would work out literally all day, every day, like basketball was my life. Um, you know, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona to play basketball out there. Um, at a junior college, and then that was the time where it got, I don't know why, but it got to a point I was like, man, I never want to see a basketball ever in my life again. And like, that's where the period of loss came in. 
the unknown, the dark times, because like you work so hard at something in your life, you know, maybe it's a dream you're chasing. Maybe it's a college degree you're chasing. Maybe it's a job you're chasing. Maybe it's a relationship that you're chasing and it doesn't work. And like you lose everything. And, uh, you know, there's, there's two ways you can go from that. You can either, you know, just lose it and just sit in your house and, and never do anything again. Or you can use that as motivation to go out and find something new. So, you know, there was a period where I was like, screw this, I'm done. But then I was like, I can't just sit here on, on my couch. You feel me? Um, so that's when I started reading and everything. So, you know, up to that, it was literally basketball. And then I felt lost. And then I found a new dream to go out there and pursue and just work just as hard at Would you say you were like financially well before that? I know like, that's a lot of like a lot of concern for like a lot of people starting out. It's like, well, you have to have money to make money. You were in the position they're in because they were already rich, yada, yada. So that's the biggest line of bull crap. You know, I mean, it helps <laughs> if you got money. It helps a lot, but it's not a necessity. You know what I mean? Like I, me growing up, like my. My family and I, like, we never went without. Like, I never had to worry about where I was sleeping, worry about where a meal was coming from. But, you know, we didn't have, like, you know, a bunch of cars, go on a bunch of vacations. So, like, I never, like, we never had real money to, like, live how we want to live. Um, but, like, during that 16-month process, like, there was a point in time where I had over a half a million dollars in debt to my name and, like, $50 in my bank account. So, like, you know, I was there. I was dead ass broke. I was crying literally underneath my parents' dining room table at a point. So, you know, it doesn't take money to do it. You know, it takes it takes attitude. It takes work ethic. And if you get all that, you know, the money comes. Right. Got to be hungry for it. Um, for sure. So what would you say was your motivation to start then? Because obviously entrepreneurship isn't very easy. It takes a lot uh, to, you know, get started and get rolling. What uh? What was your motivation to then start and then keep going? Uh, once you did. Yep. Yeah. So what I what the motivation was then and now are two different <laughs> things. But then then it was just money. You know, I wanted the the cars, I wanted the watches, I wanted the vacations, I wanted all that stuff that money brings right. you. It makes you feel good temporarily. But once you get money, you got to find another why. So at the beginning, it was literally like I just want success. I just want to have money. But then when that started happening, it was like, all right, that's not enough. What else is there? So like now I do it for my family. You know, I want to take care of the people that help me um, and I do it to help others. So, you know, the one, two of the most the coolest things for me is like I've, I've flown my entire family out to multiple vacations around the country, around the world um, and just, you know, had a phenomenal time with them. You know, I had a four bedroom villa on the top of St. Martin, flew my, flew my parents in for, for a few days, literally within like 48 hours. So like that's extremely rewarding for me. Um, and number two is helping others. You know, someone saying like, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, I'm all over the place dropping knowledge. And, uh, you know, having someone reach out and say like, yo, you know, you inspired me to do X, you, you know, you helped me pass this struggle in my life. Like that's extremely rewarding. So, you know, at the beginning it was money. <laughs> now, now, you know, it's giving back and helping other right. people. That's awesome, man. And I was going to say, and just, you know, people reaching out saying like, hey, you changed my life. That's one hell of a motivator too. Like, you know, 100%. you know, the process works. I got, um, yeah, I got goosebumps just talking yeah. about it. Like, I love, I love that right. stuff. I can tell you're really passionate about it, man. I, I love that. Um, That's love. What uh, what part of the past do you feel like has really made you who you are today? Uh, I think all of it, all the struggles. You know, uh, people always talk about, you know, well, you got the car, you got the watch, you got the money, whatever it is. And, like, I just bought a Rolls Royce, like, a month and a half ago. That was my dream car since I was, you know, 12 years right. old. You feel me? And the car got delivered. 
And that day it was an amazing experience. Like it was like the whole neighborhood came out, all my homies came out, you know, got pulled off the truck. It was dope. It was awesome. But then like the next day, I was like, all right, well, this is my car. You know what I mean? Like, you know, same same old. You right. feel me? So it's uh it, it the journey is what you enjoy. You know, what I remember more are the struggles and the downfalls and the the, the lessons I had to learn the hard way more than that day of the car being dropped off. So you got to enjoy the journey just as much as you enjoy the reward. And um, in the words of uh, Andre 3000, he uh, he said, uh, I learned that an apartment is way more exciting than a big ass house in the hills. So yep. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's a lot easier when it's simpler. So I love that. Agreed. Um, how did you just deal with the naysayers and like push through the obstacles that were put in front of you? Uh, one, you got to understand they're going to be there no matter what happens. Um, there's no, there's no way around it. Um, and for me, you know, I just had bigger visions. I just had bigger goals. So, you know, there's always going to be people that say, you know, your dreams are too big. It's not possible. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. You know, why are you working so hard? Why are you chasing money? You've been working for a year and you haven't made a penny yet. What are you doing? So I've, I've been there. I've been through all that. But you got to have a bigger vision. You got to have a bigger picture. You got to want something better for yourself. You know, I look at everything in life. You know, some people see success, you know, a jet, a car, a watch, whatever it is, and hate and be like, damn, you know, why them? You know, why not? You know what I mean? But I've never looked at it like that. You know, and I see somebody like I remember valeting and uh, Zach Randolph valeted his Rolls Royce Wraith and I parked it. I got out the car and I took a picture. I was like, you didn't, uh, you didn't back it up into a, a cement block, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's probably karma, though. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I never saw it as, like, negative. Like, I always saw it as, like, why can – if this human can do this, why can't I? You know, it's that simple to me. If we cut everybody, we all bleed red. Nobody bleeds green. There's nobody that's inhuman. There's nobody that's not the same. You know what I mean? So like, I'm a big believer, like you can do anything you put your mind to. Like nothing in this world, very few things in this world ha- is is a new idea. Everything else, somebody else has done. So why can't we do it? You know what I mean? So that's how I look at it. Gotcha. What were um, some of the challenges then initially when you were getting started and how did you overcome those? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, you know, I wrote a book, is the, is the 10 things they quote unquote don't tell us to, to get rich. Um, but, you know, some of those things are like uh, surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, so sometimes you'll have to add people into your life. So you'll have to go out and find mentors, find people that you want to be around, add value, bring them into your life. Um, and sometimes you'll have to get rid of some people in your life. Um, and I'm not saying like, hey, screw you. But, it's, you know, you may have to separate yourself a little bit. So surrounding yourself with the right people is huge. Um, I think the secret to success is just doing the work, uh, the right work. You know what I mean? People are so scared to put in work. I hear everybody all the time, like, you know, I'm working. I'm the hardest worker. But when the times to show up, no, they're nowhere to be found. So you actually have to be willing to put in the work. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of things. You know, there's different struggles um, along the way. You know, one of the biggest things is when I, that I struggled with at the beginning is I tried to control everything. You know, everything that happened, everything that went around me, every penny in and out of the bank account, I wanted to control everything. But what you got to realize sometimes is that there's literally majority of things in this life you have zero control of whatsoever, none at all. So why like stress yourself 
constantly about things that you cannot control because you're wasting that energy on things that you can't do anything about. Why not spend time on worrying about the things that you can control? So, you know, like, you know, the, you just joked about it. The kid backing my Rolls Royce into a concrete wall at a valet. Like I could have stressed about it, you know, complained about it and spent a month arguing about it. But I took it to the shop yesterday, dropped it off. I'll have it back tomorrow. You know what I mean? On to the next. I, I can't control that. So, you know, you, you get so much more done when you worry about what you as an individual can do. So uh, last thing is reading and journaling. Um, you got to you got to work on yourself. Uh, your, your income will never outgrow you as an individual. So you got to put the time in, read books, journal, work on yourself, say your affirmations, manifest what you want into your life. Um, you you got to become the person that you want to be. For sure. I love that, man. And then, uh, and just kind of like point out like something you said in like the beginning of that statement also, as it kind of reminds me of, you know, that extreme ownership kind of mentality um, where it's like, you know, I'm still accountable for everything that's going to happen, but for everything that I can't control, I'm not going to worry about. So I love that. Um, next question, I guess, then is um, like, what's your opinion on like having a strong enough why and how did you allow that to, to drive you? I know in your case, you know, it's kind of changed up quite a bit from, you know, like your younger days to compared to now. Yep. Um, so maybe you can give us a little background on both of those, you know, like from then to now. Yeah. So at the beginning, I just, I loved winning. I loved money. I loved freedom. Um, so, you know, that was enough for me. You know, I just, I wanted more for my life. You know what I mean? So some of those things that help you help remind you why you're doing things uh, for me is like a vision board. So like on my phone, you know, I got, Hold on, let me swipe out all these things. So on my phone, like I got my goals right there. You know what I mean? So every day you look at your phone hundreds of times a day. So every day I see those goals. In the dash of both of my vehicles, I have my goals on the dash of my cars. So every day I'm seeing that. You know what I mean? I got I got a picture posted on my mirror in my bathroom. So when I brush my teeth twice a day, I'm seeing it. So, you know, surrounding yourself with reminders of why you're doing what you're doing um, helps a lot. So vision boards um, and then also manifesting and affirmations. So believe it or not, I, I was scared of the camera and I was scared to talk to people extremely, like literally wouldn't look at. I hated pictures and I wouldn't even speak to women like I'm, at all. I'm, uh, I'm the same way. And yeah, like I'm doing stuff to kind of break that. <laughs> like this, you're making yourself uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So affirming yourself and, you know, making yourself confident changes the game. Like there was one of my affirmations years ago was like, uh, you know, I got so much confidence. If I see an attractive woman, I'm going to speak to her. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm speaking that into reality. You feel me? Um, so saying your affirmations to things that you lack in, affirming yourself and giving yourself confidence um, and manifesting. So manifesting your future. Like I had a vision of like what my dream house looked like, what my dream car looked like, what my dream day looked like every single day. And I manifested it in the shower every single morning. And two years ago, I built my house. That was my dream house. And now I have both of my dream cars. And now I take vacations to my dream locations. Now those dreams have changed now. They've gotten way bigger, but like, it's crazy how things come to fruition. You know, right. so that that's what's always helped me in, in, in my wise is the yeah, vision boards, the affirmations and the manifestations. And that's great advice. I'm also glad you reiterated them at the end there, too. So that's perfect, man. So let's talk about kind of like your your business in general. 
um because you, you're obviously doing a lot so what made you decide to like pivot you know a couple of times you know from you know multifamily investing single family home investing you're you know you're building stuff um you're doing commercial like how i guess what made you uh i guess focus on that many things yep um so they're both right so at the beginning you need to focus on one thing so you need to become great in something before you ever move on to something else. So I was my, when I started, I was flipping houses. I was buying, renovating and selling houses. Uh, I could build a house with my eyes closed. Like I could I don't I don't remember now because I have people that know these things. But like at, at the beginning, like I could tell you to the inch how far a toilet had to be in front of a vanity. I could tell you to an inch how much a third floor conversion to to livable square footage, how tall it had to be to make it livable or not. I could tell you to an inch on how wide a staircase had to be and how long a stair step had to be. So I mastered my craft and I, I, I did tens of millions of dollars in construction work and made millions of dollars doing that. And I mastered it. But it's not what I wanted because I had to be on the job site every day running projects. That wasn't the vision for my dream. Like I want freedom. You know what I mean? So I mastered it and we still do those things. But now I have a team that does those things. And then I started buying more rental properties. So now I'm buying, you know, single families, duplexes, apartment buildings, commercial buildings. So I'm getting better at buying rental properties. And then we started doing new construction. So I hired somebody that does new construction. And, you know, it's similar to rehabbing houses, but I learned that niche. And then once I hired people to run that entire company, then I started an education business. You know, now I have an employee in the education business. So it's it's a process. You have to master it before you start expanding into other things. Like you said, if you start with five things, you'll never be great in any of them and you'll never make the money you want to make in any of them. So, you know, for me, I feel like I've done well in areas and systemized it and then started sure. adding other. The reason areas. I asked you that, too, is. um like, and I feel the same way exactly how you do. It's like, you can really only build one bridge at a time over to Millionaire's Island. If you get started, you know, building a hundred bridges yep. around like the island that you're on, like all you get at the end of the day is a bunch of half-made bridges. While, <laughs> while if you focus on I one bridge, it. maybe you get across and then like you build one back and just keep going like through the process over and yep. over again. So I love that. <laughs> I've never heard it broken down like that. I like that. Um, I actually got it from uh, from Bigger Pockets. Like Brennan Turner said it. I'm not sure if he said it like word for word or yeah. like that, yeah. but- like that's how I, I got it. So <laughs> one of the things that you pointed out earlier also, um, like I've, obviously after you've already built that first bridge, like you, you mentioned like having a team in place to, you know, take over, like for you to step outside the business, start working on the business. At what point do you feel like you, like a, a newbie or a rookie should start doing that, you know, get that team together initially and then um, start again, like working on rather than in. Yeah. So I, I think you need to be doing it from day one. Um, you know, day one, you need to build something as if you were going to hire somebody. So, you know, one of my things is like it was just me. It was me on everything. And, you know, then when I started hiring people, I had to rebuild everything to have people help. So if you have that vision from day one, it'll make that transition a whole lot easier. Um But uh I mean, the process of, of hiring people is making sure, one, you know what you're talking about. Two, you have a system to that. Um, and then three, you know, put people in the right seats. You know, it's hiring, you know, is, is sometimes hit or miss. You know, everybody in my office today, I've had other people in those same seats that unfortunately I had to let go. Um, so it's it's a process and you get better at hiring the more you hire. So hopefully you don't have as many misses. Right. Um, but it's it's just part of the process. Um, and that's that's the only way you grow. You know, I, I, I should have hired people years before I ever did. 
Um, but I finally started hiring. My income has gone up every single year. The more I hire people, it's right. kind of crazy. But, um, you know, I saw it as like, you know, I couldn't afford to pay somebody to help me. But completely opposite, you pay someone, you go out there and make more money now. So it's, it's a hard thing to, to come to. But once you start doing it, it's like, okay, I don't want to do anything. Who can I hire right. to do this? I was going to say, most of the time, too, once you start really outsourcing, those people are going to do a way better job at that task than you could anyway. Um, yep. And that frees you up, like you mentioned, you know, focus on those higher dollar per hour tasks. High income producing activities. What is your opinion on yep. today's market? Uh, real estate market, I'm assuming. Um, I, I mean, there's, there's something coming. I mean, there's way too many things happening, um, for nothing to be coming. Um, you know, whether that's a small dip or a crash, I have no idea. If I knew that answer, I'd be a billionaire sitting here. Um, but like we're, we're adjusting, you know, our strategies, you know, we're doing faster projects. So we're getting in and out of projects faster to limit our risk. We're doing lower price point projects, again, to lower our risk. And, you know, we're buying rental properties because if things hit the fan on housing, people start losing their houses. Where do they go? Rent. So, you know, rent will always be there. You know, people always need houses. So, you know, we're, we're, we've tweaked our business model, um, you know, to help cover some of that uh, risk. Uh, there's always risk at the end of the day, but, you know, I think, I think there's opportunity in any situation. So, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, we're done. There's no opportunity. That's just, you know, naysayers like we already talked about. So as long as you tweak, you know, I think the market is still good. Right. I was going to, uh, and that, that's another reason I asked too. Um, it's like, everyone's like, oh, well, the market's too hot right now. And I'll just sit on the sidelines. I'll wait. And then, you know, like they wait, you know, for two more downturns and nothing ever comes about it. Um, but you know, obviously we talked in the beginning, you know, about just taking action, like your, your first one may not be, you know, a home run or whatever, but it's okay to still get the first sure. Obviously in your case, if you hit a home run, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, what year did you start in, uh, investing by the way? Uh, that was when, so I bought my first rental in 2013, December, 2013. And then I flipped my, I sold my first flip in June of 2015, I think. Um, so I thought you held on to it for a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, it took me a long ass time to. So I bought the rental, and that's gone. I still have it, but never touched it again. And then it took me a year and a half to find a flip, and then I bought it, and it took me six months to buy, renovate, and sell it. So you know, it, it, it was a 16 month period from the day I committed to flipping houses. And again, paid my mentor $25,000 that I didn't have. I maxed out my credit cards um, to the day I made money. It was 16 months. Hey, I like that, though. You did whatever it had took. to. Bro. So. That's like all these people say you need money. So I went to Amex.com and I said I made $150,000 a year and I had an 800 credit score as a 21 year old kid. And they gave me a $20,000 line of credit. So, like, you know, people figure out how to get things done. You know what I mean? Like all those excuses. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the experience. That's all bullshit, bro. Like, you know, you can do whatever you put your mind to if you want to. Most people don't want to. There's a there's something I heard uh, the other day. It said, it said, are you interested in being successful or are you committed to being successful? Interested does what's easy and convenient. You know, they, I'll make a couple calls today and then they don't ever make any money. But if you're committed to something, you'll make calls for a month straight, 48 hours a day, 
without sleeping until you make money. That's the difference between people. Those are the successful and the unsuccessful. The ones that wake up and, you know, are already ready to grind and the ones that are just like, I'm going to come home from work, watch Netflix all day and, you know, I'm comfortable. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then complain. Chill. That's the, Stupid, that's the part that I guess bothers me so much is yeah. like everyone always wants a, a different uh, situation or position for their lives, but they're doing the exact same thing every day, not changing any habits, not, you know, being intentional about, about anything and want to, you know, complain about it. I know my, my whole philosophy is, you know, like, uh, you do the same things, you're going to get the same results every single time. So, hundred percent, bro. And, and there's not, some people don't want the entrepreneur. Like it's stressful. Like I'm going bald, you know, what I mean? like my hair, I'm losing hair. Seriously. Like entrepreneurship is stressful, very stressful. Some people just want to punch a nine to five, make 30, 40, 50, 60 grand a year and not have to worry about anything. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do that. But don't complain about all the things that you can't have because you're comfortable right. in the situation you are. If you want more, you got to put up in the fucking time. You got to put in the work. So, you know, there's nothing wrong on either end of the spectrum. You just got to be OK exactly. with either end of the spectrum. That. Um, how should. um? Well, let me backtrack a little bit. What are some of the regrets that you've had on your journey up to this point? Um, and then also, what would you tell the 18 year old you? Go bigger. Go bigger. <laughs> I love it. That's my only regret. I mean, it's once you starting out, like you can't see what what's not there. You can't right. see the success. You can't see the money. You can't see whatever it is because you've never seen it before. So, but then once you start like making some money, having a little bit of success, seeing another person get on a private jet, seeing another person pull up in a wraith, you're like, why am I playing so small? You feel me? Right. If I was going as hard as I was now when I was 18, it'd be game over, bro. So 100%. I wish I would have gone bigger. And get this. So a lot of people talk about the risk. You know, what happens if I get all this debt? What happens if I lose it all? What happens if I go BK, bankrupt? All those things. There's two types of people in this world. There's some people that are at the age of retirement, which some of those fears are legit. Again, I still think you can do anything you want to do. But a lot of the people that have those fears are 18, 20, 22, 25 years old. So right. if you lose everything as a 20-year-old, what do you lose? <laughs> a couple thousand dollars? Right. There's no better time ever in the world that you'll ever have of going after something you wanted to achieve then when you're young, you don't have you might have some responsibility, but you have the least amount of responsibility you will ever have in your entire life. Exactly. So there's no time like the present, especially if you're young. There's zero time like the present. So That's risk cool. it all. I actually had a kid. He hit me up on Instagram. I never talked to him. He said, uh, he said, man, I want to get into real estate, but my mom's making me go to college. And we talked a couple of times. The next day he was like, can you get on the call with my mom? <laughs> and tell her that I should get into real estate. I love having these conversations. I'm not, I'm not a believer in college. I was like, hell yeah, I'll get on the phone. Got on the phone. Mom started talking. You know, he's got to get a degree. What if it doesn't work? You know, he has like $3,000 of credit card debt. He should pay that off first. What if he loses everything? I said, ma'am, I know you don't know me, but can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, if your son was to lose everything today, what would he lose? Got real quiet. She said, well, you know, I guess he'd lose his like 1980 
Mitsubishi or some, something crazy. <laughs> and he'd lose a couple thousand dollars that he has in savings. I said, so if he loses everything, does he really lose that much? She was like, no. Let him lose it. Let him learn a lesson. He'll either be successful or not, but he'll learn. You know what I mean? So, right. I, yeah, I don't like the people that are passive. Right. I think a lot of people also forget, too, especially when you're young, because bear in mind, I'm only 23. Um, I think people oftentimes forget, too, that like mistakes happen. Like you can make mistakes, but oftentimes like the world is pretty forgiving and you can usually bounce back from those mistakes as long as you learn from them and then be better off, you know, the next time you come around. For sure. hundred percent. I mean, people see me sitting here, you know, I'm millionaire making seven figures, seven figure companies, like all this cool, successful stuff. I've lost millions of dollars from making bad decisions, millions, but you learn from it. You get through it. You know what I mean? So, you know, every, every, uh, what do they say? Every failure is a lesson, not a loss. So, you know, it's, it's just part of the process. You know, law, you will take losses. I promise you, you will. That's how you come back from them though. For like sure. If you, if you get kicked down and you stay down, then I mean, that's on you. <laughs> and, and it's a cooler story when you make it, you got a better story to tell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so man, uh, yeah, I'm loving the mindset. I'm loving the tips here. How should a newbie go about getting to in your position, you know, about three to five years from now? Like, what should they be, you know, thinking about? What should they be doing? What are some like actionable tips that they can take in order to be like you? For sure. Um, you know, one, like I, I in high school, I didn't read. I hated reading. I cheated on every test. <laughs> test. I hate there's a website where you can like get a recap of a book. I forget what it is. I did that all the time. But when I got out of uh, high school. I realized how important reading reading was. And I'm not talking about, you know, history books and science fiction books, none of that stuff. Like books that help you on your mindset. Harry, Harry Potter is not going to help you on your mindset? No. <laughs> so so reading books is a game changer. Um, you know, Think and Grow Rich, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. I think that's what it's called. Um, you know, be friends, winning friends. And, and uh, influencing influence. people. Yeah. Um, Relentlessness. Um, there's a, Russ wrote a book. Like there's a lot of books out there that are great for your mindset. So I would definitely recommend, you know, getting your mind right first. Um, and two, you know, taking action on something. You know, there's a million ways to make a million dollars in today's age. You know, you can do it in real estate. There's, there's a million ways in real estate to make a million dollars. You can do it on Amazon. You can do it on drop shipping. You can do it on, you know, whatever you want to do. So find something that you enjoy don't even really have to enjoy it. Find something that you can do to make money and do it. You know what I mean? Like the only way we're sitting here today from success is because I took action. So work on yourself, read a lot, journal every day. Journaling sounds corny. I journal. I went when I was 18, I went to the rooftop of my condo um, in Phoenix, Arizona and journaled for 30 minutes a day. Well, my team played video games downstairs and they called me a lame and a weirdo. And what the, what in the world was I doing? But I was just journaling. I was writing all my thoughts. What did I want to do in my life? What did I want to be in my life? How much money did I want to make in my life? What did I want to give to my parents? You know, all those things that go through your mind, spend time thinking about that. Um, and that leads to manifestation as well. So read, journal, and actually take action on what you want to do. YouTube, <laughs> everything I teach in real estate, you can find it on YouTube. People don't understand the value of Google and YouTube in today's society. Like literally anything you want is right here. Anything. Use it. Let, listen to it. Learn from it. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big podcast guy. Um, 
like especially like with me uh, with my job again i'm like on the road all the time so i'm like turn on a podcast listen to two or three of them yeah be good to go um i can't remember who said it but uh turning your car into a mobile university there it is there it is i love it uh all right man so we want to uh switch gears a little bit uh i just wanted to know then what does real wealth mean to you uh freedom 100 percent freedom taking care of the people around you being able to do what you want to do so you know everyone says like freedom but like what's the real why behind that why do you want freedom that's the, that's the question you really need to answer. everybody's answer is freedom okay why my answer to that is i want to take care of my family i want to put them on a plane i want to put them on a jet i want to put them in a house wherever they want to be and i like being a kid i like doing laser tag and skiing and jet boat jet uh jet skiing and, and all those fun things. That's my why. Like I love doing, jumping off cliffs. I love doing those things. So that's my real freedom answer. So you got, you got to go deeper than, you know, freedom. There's got to be a real reason down there. Right. And I like how you, you know, you even expanded on that too. Like most people kind of get to that, you know, that surface, like, oh, being nice to, you know, be a millionaire or whatever, but they never go deeper. Like in asking those questions, like, you know, why do I want this? Yep. Well, I want this because of this. Well, why? So I go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'll eventually like you, you get to like a surface where it's like, you know, like you're thinking on a whole different level and it's like, you know, this is exactly what I want. So um, I actually had a, a guest, you know, speak about that as well um, on the last show. So I love it. Um, what do you feel needs to be done um, to really like bridge the gap between, you know, the lower class and the upper class, the poor, or the wealthy, like if someone wants to get out of like their situation, uh, what would be some actionable tips for them on that? Work on themselves, hundred percent. Work on yourself. You know, I, I so I got a lot of friends in real estate. Some of them are not the smartest, and they make a lot of money. And some of them are really smart, and they make okay money. Real estate is the equalizer of playing fields. The internet is the equalizer of playing fields. You know, somebody who comes from money and success and a good upbringing might have a little bit of a head start that somebody that comes, you know, from the struggle, from the streets with, you know, no fan, no fan, no, uh, no mom, no dad, they might have a little bit worse. hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not knocking that in any way, shape or form, but I've seen people from dead ass broke with came out the struggle and be very, very successful. And I've seen people that had a good upbringing and be very successful or went dead ass broke. So it, it, it doesn't matter. Like you have to want something. You have to work on yourself. You got to become the person that you want to become. So, there, I mean, there's there's no secret to this. It's literally just putting in the work. Get on Google and put in the work. I love it. Awesome, man. So leaving a legacy then, how big do you feel like you want to grow? Um, and, you know, I guess what's the, the peak for you? Uh, I don't I don't know what the peak is. I don't know that answer. Um, but I want to give 100 million to, to all of my kids each. So if I have one kid, I want 100 mil. If I want three kids, I want 300 mil. Um, kids now? No, not yet. Um, and that's not like cash. Like, you know, there's a lot of ways to p- pile up money through real estate, through cash value, life insurance policies, through cash, through other investments, through businesses. So my goal is to give 100 mil to each of my kids. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm kind of speechless on that one. <laughs> I have two little boys. I'm like, man, I guess it'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, what steps do you feel like you need to take in order to get there? Uh, go harder. Go bigger. Go harder. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning, it was all me. Uh, I would send the marketing. I would take the call. I would meet the seller. I would do the evaluation. It was all me. 
Now, um, you know, we have someone in the office that does the marketing. We have a few people in the office that takes the call, that sells, that negotiates. We have somebody out of the office that inspects the property. And then we have somebody else that reevaluates the property and buys it, sells it, rehabs it, whatever the exit strategy is. So, um, you know, there's people in place to do those things. But at its simplest form, we get a property and then we negotiate a price. We get pictures of the property. We make sure that it makes sense. And then right now, our first exit strategy is to keep it as a rental property. And then all the other exit strategies follow, you know, whether we wholesale it, whether we flip it, whether we don't do anything with it. Um, but, you know, you asked about wealth and legacy, you know, I'm trying to build that. So now my big, our first exit strategy is to keep it as a rental property. Gotcha. So you're pretty much kind of like shifted gears more so than uh, for holding for buy and hold compared to like flipping. Yep. So biggest regret, uh, if there was one, I guess, um, is not keeping more rental properties. I made a lot of money flipping houses a lot. But if I would have kept all the houses that I flipped, I would be making a lot of money right now um, and, and working a lot less. So um, I made that switch about three months ago. Um, in the last 60 to 70 days, I bought 30 rental properties. So um, I'm, I'm trying to stack it. I'm trying to stack it to the ceiling. There's a song called that somewhere. <laughs> um, what obstacles do you think would get uh, obstacles uh, or setbacks do you feel like would be in your way? uh for you know how big you want to grow um me that's it my mindset you can you can literally do anything you put your mind to like is that is that plain like i called my mentor the other day and it was like about something that i was thinking about doing but i was doubting myself and he was like bro listen to yourself listen to what you're saying you've done xyz at 22 at 24 at 25 at 27 years old all that's impossible how old are you now by the way I'm 27, 27 now. Just for our listeners to, you know, get a good graph. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 27. And he was like, "All everything you've achieved as far as impossible, being a multimillionaire by 27, not normal, right? So why am I limiting myself on anything? So, you know, it was it was a cool conversation to have. And, uh, you know, that's why today was a busy day. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I wish, um, yeah, I wish we obviously had more time. I, I'm just like soaking up all the mindset stuff. I'm loving it. Um, my last question in like, in this, you know, segment here is what would you like to be known for if you could be known for anything? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, helping others, you know, if I, if I leave, um, this earth, uh, and you know, people, a lot of people can say, yo, you know, Austin inspired me, Austin changed my life. Um, you know, Austin put me on, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, I think that'd be, that'd be really cool. You know, I want, I want, so when I get married, I'm going to have a crazy party, crazy. And when I die and when I leave, I want to have a crazy ceremony as well. I want there to be endless people that willingly step to the plate and have, you know, something nice to say. So, uh, you know, that's that's my why now, you know, it's helping other people. I'm not even asked that question. I like that. Thank you. It. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, who said it, but they were like, uh, you know, live your life. Um, Wait, wait, let me backtrack a little bit. That was like, you want to live in the way um, like you will want people to speak about you at, you know, your eulogy or whatever. Like, what would your eulogy say? Uh, I love 100%. that. And I'm like, yeah, obviously, like, I'm, it kind of made me, you know, shift gears myself. I'm like, you know, maybe I need to go bigger also. Maybe I'm not yep. thinking, maybe I'm thinking too small too. Like, I, I could always go bigger and really create a legacy. 
Um, because at the end of the day, I want people to, you know, speak highly of me too. Hundred so, percent, bro. You got it in you. Right. It's all here. <laughs> it's all mindset. So awesome, man. We're gonna transition into the last segment of our show called the Highlight Wheel. Um, give you some backstory on this one since we are called the Buckeye Investor. Obviously, cool. gotta have the Highlight Wheel. You're a sports guy. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I got about seven questions for you, man. I'm gonna go ahead and run them off for you. Um, try not to take too much time to think of them. Like just try to give me like the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, cool. you ready? Let's do awesome. It. So first question, I think you're going to like this one too, is what is one thing that you have done in your life that you could say you were the most proud of? Um, keeping my family, um, uh, very, very close. Um, I see them every week, um, talk to them almost daily. So, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones that help put me in this position. So, um, that's, that's super important to me. That's awesome. Next question. What was the most rewarding thing you have done for someone else? Uh, um, probably the same thing, you know, flying my parents out on vacations, taking my grandmother to, you know, vacation to her dreams. Um, you know, they were crying as we were pulling up to the place. So yeah, that, that was very, very rewarding. That's awesome. I love it. Number three, what book have you gifted the most to someone else? Thank you. Grow rich. Grow rich. I love it. Napoleon Hill is one of my favorite authors. It should be my book. I got I to gotta read this. No, <laughs> Number four, who's been the biggest influence on you in your life? Um, I mean, I, my parents, for sure. You know, they're, they're the ones that helped put me in the position I am today. Um, you know, straight mentor-wise, uh, mentor of mine, uh, his name's Mark Evans. Um, you know, he, he's helped me a ton as well, for sure. That's awesome. Number five. If the world was ending in 24 hours, what would be the first thing you would do? Vacation. <laughs> rent, rent a jet, take all my loved ones, my family, my girl, my, my homies. Big old party. And huh? yeah, go somewhere crazy. That's awesome. Number six, where can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, yeah, so I'm on Instagram mostly. Um, check me there. It's Austin Rutherford Official. Um, so check that on Instagram. Um, I got a YouTube channel, Austin Rutherford. I'm on Facebook, Austin Rutherford. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Awesome. And we'll link to all those in the show notes as well for you guys. Uh, my last final question. Uh, what is it that our listeners can bring you that will be of value to your life or your business? Man, um, it's a great question. It's it's not, nothing like monetarily really anymore. You know, the, the biggest value that I've ever seen, most important thing in my life is time, you know, time to do spend with who I want to spend with, do with what I want to do. So, you know, if there's a way to add value to save me time, um, that that would that would definitely be the biggest thing for me. Awesome. man. I was going to say and that goes hand in hand with the why. Right. Yep. For sure. Oh, awesome, Austin, man. Like, this has been, you know, amazing. I've, you know, I'm about to walk away from this feeling, like, super pumped and motivated. I hope our listeners can, too. Um, And I just want to, you know, thank you for taking time out of your busy day as well to, you know, come on and chat with me. I know I've, like, you know, messed up a couple of times. So. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll get there. I've got to have you back for, you know, show 100 when I can speak, you know, 100% perfect without it messing up. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. No, I appreciate you having me on, brother. Um, no problem. 
this, this was good. This was dope. And, uh, you know, like I said, everyone, everyone starts. There was a time where I wasn't good on camera, bro. So you're doing the right thing. Keep doing it. Don't give up. And I'll see, I'll see you on show 100. Yes, sir. Catch you later. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on another amazing episode of the Buckeye Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe so you can be notified every time we post a new episode. We would also really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review. This really helps us get this great content in front of more people. As always, keep striving for greatness, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Have a good one.